Hey, welcome to Church Unlimited this morning. Great to have you with us. Uh, can I just mention water baptism is coming up? Uh, I think it's next Sunday night. Is that correct? Water baptism, Joe, next Sunday night? Yeah. If you've not been water baptized, 19th, whenever that is, it's coming up. All right. If you've never been water baptized, it's a step of obedience. And it's a key to strengthening your walk with God. You go down the waters. It's like a symbolic of leaving the old life behind. And looking around here, there's quite a few you need to leave the old life behind. Just saying. Just saying. It's a real key to going into the newness of life that God has for us. So if you've never been water baptized, you've got kids that haven't been water baptized, whether you're 15 or 105, it doesn't matter. Get the job done. Get water baptized. It's uh, such an important thing. Hey, and tonight we've got our international night. It's, the place is going to be packed out, so come and join it. Always a great night. We celebrate all the cultures, all the different uh, nations that we have here in Church Unlimited. It's always a, a great night. Great night to invite people to come along and uh, they can hear the gospel straight and know what salvation is all about as well. So, hey, if you can join us for that, it would be fantastic. All right, we're going to welcome in our campuses this morning. So, hey, good morning, uh, campuses. Great to have you join with us today from Kaitaia, Whangarei, City, Rotorua, Sydney, in time, Tuvalu, and maybe also the coast as well, and of course, we're so welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Just before we get into the Word of God, um, New Zealand and Beyond is coming up real soon, early next year, and uh, the price is going up, I think, is it next week? Roughly about, you're about a week or so before it goes from $75 to $95, but uh, can we just throw up a slide here just to indicate the number of areas where we still need help with our volunteers, so with our New Zealand and Beyond team. So team, if you can throw that slide up for us, it'll be fantastic. Be awesome. Here we go. So where can you help? Information desk, registrations, media. Wow. Can you stand behind a camera or whatever that looks like? Sound and production, music. Choir, I've tried to join the music team many times. I've been rejected every time, but hey, you'll probably get in. Choir, new Christians, 15 people, volunteer care, hang out. Kids, got to look after our kids, folks. Car park, logistics, hospitality team. Holy Spirit, I just pray. Lord, you know those that are, you are calling and asking to be involved in one of these areas. And right now, Lord, I pray, touch their hearts. You know who they are. We can't force people. But Lord, you can inspire. Lord, you can call. You can uh, draw their attention to an area where they can invest in your kingdom, taking the gospel outside the four walls of Church Unlimited and reaching the body of Christ. So, Lord, we pray that every one of these New Zealand Beyond team uh, vacancies will be filled, Lord, by the time the registration prices go up. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, as we come to your word this morning, Holy Spirit, unless you come and speak, really nothing's going to happen. Unless you touch our lives, Lord, we're going to leave here the same. And Lord, we've put a lot of effort to get here this morning. So we don't want to go home empty-handed. 
We want to go away having received something from the throne of God, something from heaven itself, something from Jesus. Lord, that strengthens our walk, that inspires us, that encourages us, that draws us closer to you. So Holy Spirit, come as you did on the day of Pentecost, when your church was born and they went and changed the world. Lord, that's our vision, that's our dream. Across our campuses, Holy Spirit, come again, but come now upon your word. Holy Spirit, would you come alongside every person in this building? Online, across campuses, draw near to them. Give them ears to hear, minds to focus and concentrate, and hearts to receive. Lord, not what I want to say to them, but Lord, what you want to say. So speak, Lord, this morning we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said? Amen. 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 So, uh, how many of you love bread? Got some bread here. It's pretty nice looking bread. It's actually a bit warm too, eh? How many of you like bread? Yeah, any of not many, not many. Mostly into rice, are you? There's a few of us that really like, like bread. And, uh, you know, I have a reputation for being a master chef. I always tell my wife all the time I'm a master chef. I've won some awards. And uh, she said, well, what's your main dish? I said, it's confidential. Now, my main dish is actually toast. I'm really good at making toast. Occasionally I burn it, but often I make a really good toast. And I've won awards for best made toast, but that's about my repertoire of master chef. <laughs> uh, I can't really cook anything else, but uh, all my brothers can, but I sort of got left out. And, uh, I don't know, I was neglected, I think, or something. I don't know. But, you know, I love uh, toast with peanut butter. People who are unsaved, then add jam. I mean, seriously. Seri I mean, it's, it's a tragedy, really. I, I don't know where that's ever come from, but uh, bread is such an important thing. And, uh, you know, Jesus, we know, we're going to see it very soon, is the bread of life. Jesus is bread of life. And, you know, every nation has its own bread. You know, Mexico is at tortillas, and uh, Europe, it's... Uh, whatever it is, <laughs> New Zealand is Vogel's bread, and uh, India, I know India's got chapati, and uh, uh, your Mediterranean is focaccia, so all of all the rest of it, so it's, bread's available everyone, everywhere to everyone, and so is Jesus. Aren't you glad he didn't say I'm the caviar of life, just for the rich and famous? No, he's the, the bread of life, he didn't just come for the rich. On the phone, he came for everybody. Every race, every creed, every tongue, educated, uneducated, been to school, never been to school, doesn't matter what color you are, Jesus came for everyone. He is, and we're going to look into this a little bit this morning about the bread of life. You know, when Jesus said, I am, uh, you know, it was so powerful that, that, you know, when he said it, his enemies tried to kill him. You know, because when he said, I am, the, I am when he used those words, I am, he was basically saying he was God, and they hated that. And I am can mean I am whatever you need in life. And so whatever your need is this morning, I want you to know that Jesus 
the bread of life. He says, I am whatever you need today. If you need food, you need provision, you need breakthrough, you need healing, you need your giant slain, you need your mountain move, you need your addiction broken. Jesus stands before you today. He says, I am whatever you need. I am, I can, I can meet whatever it is in your life. I am that I am. You don't need to look anywhere else. He is whatever you need. And my prayer this morning, and Jody picked up on it, is that you get a revelation of who Jesus is. Because once you have a revelation, that gives you faith in your spirit and you've got it. If you get a revelation that He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider, you will never worry about your provisions again. The reason we worry is we've never had the revelation. If you have a revelation that He is your healer, Jehovah Rapha, then you know you're gonna get healed. But when you haven't got the revelation, you only hope and pray and maybe possibly what the key is, revelation. That's why Ephesians talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the exceeding greatness of His power that's in us towards us who believe that similar to the power that raised Jesus from the dead. So what from the dead? What you need is a revelation of who God really is. Not just mental understanding, but in your spirit. When you get it there, then friends, it makes it so much easier because that's what releases faith in your life. So we're gonna look at a few verses uh, this morning. Uh, but you know, Jesus really did, let's go, to, we better go to John, John chapter six. We better read this passage before we go too far because you won't know what I'm talking about. We're gonna read from verse 48. I am the bread of life. It's one of the seven I am's, by the way. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. You can eat this bread and eventually die. It can't keep you alive forever. Not that normal bread. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Wow, isn't that good? And the bread I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Good point. And the Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. May God bless the reading of his word this morning. Powerful words. For Jesus shocked his believers, his followers, it went by telling them they had to eat his flesh and drink his blood. They thought like, what? That just seems so gross, it seems just so wrong. But he wasn't saying they had to literally eat his flesh and drink his blood. He was talking about eating spiritual food. So Jesus is the spiritual food and we had to learn to eat of the spiritual food which is found in Jesus. So Jesus is not only the source of our faith, he's also the sustenance of our faith. So he starts our faith and he sustains it as well. So we gotta support our spiritual life with spiritual food, all right? Our spirit needs to be fed. Our relationship with God needs to be fed and needs to be strengthened and we need to feed it with spiritual food. We're gonna look at, at that uh, today, but on Jesus, ultimately, we must feed. So we see this in communion, don't we? You know, the bread reflects the body of Jesus. We eat it, 
and the blood, or the juice reflects the blood of Jesus, and we drink it. So it is a, a reflection of what we're talking about today. But we actually feed on Jesus, uh, and we're going to look into this a bit more, when we read his word, you know, when we pray, when we worship, when we fellowship with other Christians, uh, we're feeding our spirit man. We're feeding our spiritual life. And uh, we are invited to eat abundantly, to feed abundantly on Jesus. And that's essential to grow and to mature in God. And it's a way to be revived. So most of us have no problem uh, getting in natural food or natural bread. So it's easy enough, isn't it? Go down and buy a, a, a McDonald's Big Mac or a quarter pounder or a, you know, whatever your favorite food is. Uh, how many of you, by the way, just find it easy to eat? Most fasting people here, there's only a few find it easy to eat in this place. So it's a, a very spiritual church. Um, but most people, and you know, some of you eat three times a day, and I know there are some that eat four times a day, there's some that eat five, so, and some of you eat all day. Yeah, some of you do, and you, do, you just can't stop eating because, you know, we, we love food, don't we? Yeah. Do we love food, folks? Yeah. Campuses, do you love food? Yeah. You like eating? Is it hard to eat? No. Ask God, you, ask God to give you the same love for spiritual food as for natural food. The same love for na- na- spiritual food as for natural food. If you ever get that, you will grow, you'll mature, you'll become strong in the Lord, and you'll, be, you know, you'll have that faith in the situations that you, you confront in life. So in John 6.35, he said, I am the bread of life. Listen to this. <clears throat> Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Wow. Will never, whoever believes in me will Never be thirsty. Today, I want you, to get, want you to get a revelation of Jesus as the bread of life. If you get this, I'm telling you, it'll transform your life forever. It will stop you running all over the wrong places as you focus in on the bread of life. So, number one, the bread of life, the bread satisfies. This bread satisfies. In a world full of temporary pleasures and empty promises, Jesus offers true satisfaction to meet the deepest longings of our hearts. It's amazing. If we truly learn to feed on Jesus, our soul will never be hungry. Our soul will never be thirsting and longing for this and longing for the other thing and not needing that and needing whatever it might be. And so often, you know, we spend our lives looking for that something that's going to fill that void within us, uh, looking for that something that's going to make us a bit happier, looking for that something that's going to, you know, give us that fulfillment or purpose or meaning in life. And so we run here, we run there, we run everywhere, friends. But none of that, even when you get it, you find it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't meet the, the deep need, the void within your heart, because there is only one who can satisfy. There is only one who can fulfill the deepest needs of your heart. And his name is Jesus. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the one that can satisfy. 
satisfied. I am the one that can fulfill. Nothing, nothing, nothing else on the planet can fulfill, can satisfy like Jesus. If you ever get that revelation, it will change your life forever. You'll stop running in the wrong direction. Stop spending your money on all the wrong things. Thinking if only I had that. If I got that home, if I got that car, if I got that person, if I got that, that job, if I got that promotion, wrong. Nothing wrong with those things. But if you think they're going to satisfy you, you're making a serious mistake. And I reckon we're in a world and in a church across the globe looking in all the wrong directions for find that satisfaction, that fulfillment, that meaning in life. But we have it right here in the bread of life. I am the bread of life. <laughs> I am the bread. You don't have to look any further. You don't have to go anywhere else. It's found in me. Learn to feed on Jesus. Learn to feed on that which really satisfies. That deep void that's in every human heart. And I think it's sad. You watch people. They search in every direction. They run in every place. If they live in this life of if only. Is that you? If only I had, if only I had this. If only they recognized this. If only I got this promotion. If only this door opened. Friends, when it does, it still doesn't satisfy. And Jesus will make sure it doesn't satisfy. Why? Because he wants you to find him. The only true answer. I am the bread of life, the bread that satisfies. So just as bread nourishes our physical bodies, Jesus nourishes our souls, provides a fulfillment you cannot find anywhere else. John 7, 37, watch this. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever drinks of this water, John 4, 13 and 14, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Whoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst. So here's the question I wanna ask. It says, if any man thirst, is there any thirst in your life? Is there any aspect of thirst, something you haven't quite got? Where are you going to go to find it, to fulfill that thirst? The Bible says, if any man thirst, let him come to me. Come to Jesus. Not somewhere else. Come to Jesus, and he will satisfy that need. Here, I found this fantastic verse for you. No extra charge for this. <laughs> Psalm 16, verse 11. Watch this. At your right hand are... Pleasures forevermore. Looking for pleasure? Looking for pleasure? Looking for something that satisfies? Really satisfies? At his right hand. In God. In Jesus. Pleasures forevermore. That satisfies the deepest depths of your being. I pray you'll get that revelation. The more you get that revelation, the more you'll feed yourself on Jesus. And the more your life will be satisfied. But not only does the bread sustain, but that's a, it, it, not only does it satisfy, the bread that sustains. You know, so he satisfies us, but he also sustains us on our journey of faith. See, just as bread provides you energy and strength, Food, you know, gives you physical strength. You eat, that's why you eat, to have energy, strength. You don't eat for a long time. Three days fasting recently, you do lose a bit of strength. But when you eat, you get strength. 
Strength for life's journey. When you eat the bread of life, you get strength for your spiritual journey. So when you face the dark night of the soul, when you face the battles of life, when trials assail you, when difficulties arise, how are you gonna get through? How are you gonna have the strength of faith to get through the dark hours of your life? It only comes as you eat and nourish yourself on the true bread that feeds and sustains your spiritual life. So when Christians face the battles of life, their ability to get through, the ability to be victorious in that battle depends on how much they've been feeding their soul and their spirit on the bread of life because it, it gives you strength. It sustains us in our journey of life. If you want to face the future with confidence, if you want to face the future knowing it doesn't matter what happens, you're going to be okay, then feed on Jesus. Feed to sustain your spiritual life. Feed your spirit man. Make it strong. And you're going to be okay. So it not only satisfies us, the bread of life, it also sustains us. There's another thought here too, is that the bread unites us. You know, when people get around the table and then there's bread there, you know, it brings people together, doesn't it? Around the table, around the food. And Jesus unites us as one body uh, together. He breaks down all the barriers of race and color and, and ethnic background and social standing, and he brings us together as a family. It's an amazing thing how this bread of life, how Jesus can unite us. You know, and so we come together and, you know, from so many different backgrounds, so many different colors and families and wealth and status and, and all the rest of us and different personalities, and we, you, the bread has the ability to unite us. If you had a look around right now, you would be shocked at who's in the same building that you're in. You think, God, how did this ever happen? If you had your own choice, you'd never connect with a lot of these people here. But the bread unites. The bread brings us together, brings all colors together, all races, all, all social standings. It doesn't differentiate people. The bread unites. And it can also unite the entire body of Christ as well. The bread is such a powerful thing. It doesn't, but it doesn't just stop there. There's one more thing there, the bread that gives life. Mm. John 6, 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. It's only eating the true bread of life, Jesus, that you have eternal life to live forever with God in heaven. He is the bread of life, literally. Eternal life, which we all want. And so we need to to eat of Jesus. We need to receive him into our lives, into our hearts, uh, in order to have, uh, be able to live forever with God in heaven. There's a story coming out of our city church. A university student turned up one day and spoke to the staff about his troubles, went along to a young adult's uh, gathering and heard the message of salvation from a totally atheistic, atheist household. All of them were atheists. But she was gripped by the reality of Jesus as they shared with her. So she began reading the Bible and had that moment, as we heard this morning, of revelation. Where she knew that this Jesus, as a savior of the world, was real. She gave her life to Jesus. 
Not long after that, she got water baptized. She invited her entire atheist family to come along to the city church to see her baptism along with some of her friends. One of her friends got saved in that service and the father of this girl thanked Pastor Julian for the help that he had been to his daughter. This is the bread of life. This gives eternal life, friends. And there's a great story of the bread getting into someone's life. Now, when your body gets hungry, it gets loud. Is that right? It gets loud. It demands food. You don't have to tell it. Hey, body, you need some food. No, the body tells you it needs food. Is that right? It gets loud. Your soul gets, when, it's, when it wants a need, it has a need, it also gets loud. You know, so your soul is a bit, bit struggling away. Hey, you know, you need to get on social media, feed that thing. You need to watch something, you know, you need to turn on the TV, you need to watch some sort. What if your soul gets loud? Oh, it's if it's feeling hungry. And it puts a demand on you, so easily you go and feed it. But your spirit, when it gets hungry, goes quiet. It doesn't scream out. It doesn't say, I'm starving. Hey, I'm struggling. Come on, you be, feed, please feed me. Therein is a problem. That's why we so easily feed the body. Yeah. We so easily feed the soul. Yeah. But we neglect the feeding of the spirit, yeah. which is the most important one to feed yeah. of all the others because that's the one that lives forever. You know, your body's gonna go, your soul, I don't know how that all works, but we know that the spirit is the key. So don't spend your whole life feeding your body, feeding your soul, but spend most of your life or your energy feeding your spirit because that's your relationship with God. That's what's gonna give you strength through life's journey. That's what's gonna satisfy you. That's what's gonna fulfill you. That is what you really need in all of life is to feed your spirit man. You know, you feed your body, you get a champion fighter, boxer. Feed your soul, your, your intellect, you'll get a professor or an academic. Feed your spirit, you get a mighty man, woman, young person of God. Mighty, powerful. Strong, can change, transform, can bring victory, can influence people, can expand the kingdom of God. And there's a cry going out across the Western church, I believe today, not for men strong or women strong in body and in the soul, but men and women of the spirit, men and women who walk with God, men and women who know how to feed their spirit. They're mighty warriors in God. They're champion fighters. When a Goliath turns up, they said, you come to me with a sword and a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. This day I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna chop off your head. You can't say that. If all you do is feed your body and feed your soul. No, you can't do it. You gotta feed your spirit. You gotta feed your spirit. You gotta build them up. Make them strong. Make them strong. Ask the person next to you, how strong is your spirit? <laughs> it's pretty quiet. I keep telling myself to calm down. I'm not having much success. Pray for me. How strong is your spirit? How strong is your spirit? Your spirit man. That determines your entire future. Depends how well you're going to do in life. Yeah. It's the key to everything. Yeah. 
How strong? How well are you feeding your spirit man? Or does it all go on feeding the body? Feeding the soul with endless entertainment. We're an entertainment generation. And you know, the things that rob us from feeding our spirit is all the time we spend feeding our soul and feeding our body. Endlessly on social media, basically feeding your soul. Satisfying, entertaining. God says, no. No, put it away. Feed your spirit. So I know you're asking the question, well, how on earth do I do that? Well, let me just give you a few thoughts on how to feed your spirit. Ways to feed on Jesus. Uh, Number one, uh, read your Bible. Thank you for that overwhelming response on that very powerful point that I just made. John 1.14, the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh, dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word. The Bible is Jesus in print. This is Jesus. And what we've got to learn to do is meditate and spend time in the Word. And when we do that, we are feeding on Jesus. Feeding on Jesus. So, you know, I was reading recently my Bible, and I came across Hebrews 8, verse 10. Uh, Verse I've read many, 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 many times. For this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I'll put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. I'll be their God, they shall be my people. I'd read that many times. But this time, it just came alive. It was like, oh my gosh. God, can you put your laws in my mind? I thought, wow. God, I want that. Please. And write your laws on my heart so that the word becomes flesh in my life. I was just, I was electrified. I thought, my goodness, this is incredible. And so I imagined what it was looked like. You know, I imagined God putting his word in my mind and writing his word upon my heart. You know, the laws of God being written on my heart. And I just thought of myself being absolutely transformed because, you know, I'd be like a walking Bible. Be like a... Uh, an epistle of God known and read of all men because it's Lord. And honestly, I'm telling you, this was only about two weeks ago. I was feeding on Jesus. And I was so nourished. And I felt so awesome at the end of that. That's what I'm talking about. Feeding on Jesus. My spirit was strengthened. I was stronger at the end of that. I was a stronger Christian than I was before I started. Because that's what happens when you feed on the Word of God. So I want to encourage you to read, read, just keep reading, and have an expectation that God's going to speak. And keep reading until it seems like a breath on something. Like you read and it just seems, oh, that's interesting. Stop! Stop! (laughs) Don't read on! Stop! And often it's hardly perceptible. You're just reading and you just think, oh, okay, well, that's a bit more interesting than life. You know, a bit more interesting than a verse before. Stop. God's got in your tent. He's got your attention. That verse or that word is life to you. It's life to you. The rest of it's okay, but that's life to you. And if you will meditate on that, you're going to feed your spirit man. You're going to be feeding on Jesus, who is the word, the bread 
of life. And so when you do that, what I encourage you to do is develop some cross-references. I hope you know what that is. You find another verse that might often be in your margin, and it tells you, hey, look, go to this other verse, and it will speak to you, you know? There's a verse of scripture in Isaiah that says, I've, I've put my words in your mouth. And I think, yeah, I'm a preacher, I need that. So I then looked up, where are some other verses that speak? And there's another verse in Jeremiah says, uh, he, you know, he, he touched my mouth and put his words in my lips, in my mouth. And then another verse in, I think, 1 Peter, you know, speak, speak as the oracles of God. So I've got all these cross-references in my Bible. Verses that God has spoken to me. You know what? I go back to those verses again and again and again and again. again. Why, they're life to me. When I read them, they're food. They, they, they just nourish my spirit. I've got other verses of the Bible in the Bible that I just go back to hundreds of times. Feeding my spirit, man. As I feed him, he gets stronger and stronger and stronger all the time. So, you know, a <laughs> person may have four Bibles. You know, one on the computer, one on the phone, one on their iPad, and hopefully a, a Bible in the attic somewhere. They have four Bibles, but don't read them. We have more Bibles than we've ever had before, and we read it less than we've ever read it before. And that really is quite a sad thing. And I think we need to change that narrative. We need to get the Bible out. We need to actually start, start reading it and let it speak to our lives. So some people say, um, yeah, but uh, I don't understand it. You'll never understand God. There's parts that I don't understand. It doesn't stop me reading it. Other people say, well, I can't remember what I read. Well, I can't remember what I had breakfast last week, but it still nourished me. Hello? Here's the best one. <laughs> I fall asleep when I read the Bible. So do I. Get up and start reading again. Amen? Well, seriously, you can ask my wife, why fall asleep reading the <laughs> It doesn't stop me. I don't feel condemned about that. I think God looks down and he smiles. He says, good on you, son, at least you're having a go. Obviously, it wasn't too interesting what you just read, but it's all right. I still love you. Get up and keep reading. Get up and keep reading. Get up and keep reading. Can I go a bit further? Go and buy a Bible and bring it to church. Tell the person next to you, he's talking to you right now. <laughs> come on, come on. I, I know this is old school, but I've always been old school. I just think there's something about the written word, the written word of God that's better than having it on your phone. I just think carrying a Bible around, it's a, you know how I got saved? I've run out of time, gosh. Oh, you know how I got saved? Is um, <laughs> a guy running around the university with a big black Bible. That's what got me saved. If it wasn't for someone carrying a Bible, I may never have got saved. So go carry a Bible. I'm not saying you have to do that at work, but go and buy a Bible, bring it to church. Who reckons this is good preaching? Yeah, 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 good, good. Buy a Bible, bring it to church. And one more point. Leave this thing at home. Leave it at home. 
Get out this thing. You say, yeah, but I need to take notes. Have you ever heard of a, heard of a pen and paper? <laughs> Tell the person next to you, please leave your phone at home. <laughs> and I give you permission. If you see someone next to you looking at their phone, just whack them. So their phone falls on the ground and everyone knows what's happened. <laughs> oh, gee, I can pre. Oh, yeah, All right. To truly feed on Jesus. You really want to feed on him? Yeah. Don't just read the word, do it. James 1.22, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. Uh, 1 Peter 2, verse 2. Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It's how you grow. The milk of God's word. That's how you grow. You don't read this thing, you're not going to grow. You know, it's vital that we be strong in the word of God. It's vital that we know this book from Genesis to Revelation. Because all scripture is given by God for our profit for our instruction, for our rebuke, for our correction, for our whatever it is. We need to know the Word of God. And I want to encourage you in the next uh, few years, months, weeks, years, get into this book and get to know it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because the spirit level is going to increase more and more, which it already is. As the spirit level increases more and more, reviving, revival starts to come, the deception of the enemy is going to increase more and more. So what happens is that people get all caught up in the spirit, all caught up in the spirit, but they can't discern when it's going off track. They can't discern whether something's accurate or not. And so, you know, we have that saying, all word, you, all spirit, you, you blow up, all word, you dry up, spirit in the word, you grow up. So we're very strong in the spirit and we're going stronger and stronger because we talk a lot about the spirit, but friends, it's got to be balanced being strong in the word as well. So we don't end up in deception. We don't end up going off track. And can I just warn you that everything that you listen to online is not necessarily accurate to the Word of God. Some of it is way offline. Some of it is straight out deception. If you don't know this book, if you don't understand and have a good, good revelation of what's in here, you're going to just swallow anything hook, line, and sinker, and you're going to end up going down the wrong track and end up in complete deception. Friends, we've got to be strong in the Word. We've got to be strong in the Spirit. So I believe we've talked about a revival of prayer, but we need a revival of Bible reading. We need a revival of Bible reading. Get the book out, start reading it, start understanding what it says, understand doctrine, understand the principles of the Word of God so that you are not gonna be swayed this way and that way by every wind of doctrine, every teaching that comes. And you have, some people have no discernment whatsoever. And I believe the more you get in this Word, the more you get the spirit of discernment. It's just something that develops within your spirit. Jesus said, I am. There's more ways that you can feed your spirit. I can't go into them this morning through prayer, you know, through engagement and worship. Coming to church, one of the greatest ways to feed your spirit. Get with God's people. Get into worship. Lift your hands as he, God inhabits the praises of his people. And that's when you get like you go out of here being fed by the Spirit. And so it's so important to be a part of that. But also finally, can I say, attend New Zealand and beyond. 
When you set aside two or three days, seriously, to get into the Word, to get in prayer, get into worship, get into fellowship, you are going to feed your spirit big time. You're going to feed on the bread of life in an amazing way. By the end of conference, you're going to be stronger in God than when you walked in. That's why you get so many testimonies from conferences, from youth camps. People spend time, quality time, feeding on Jesus. And it gives Jesus an opportunity to work miracles in their lives. Join us at New Zealand and beyond. Not only do you have to get the bread in, but we have to get the bread out. To the unbelievers, to the lost who don't know Him. Jesus is the bread of life. He is the bread that satisfies. He's the bread that sustains. He's the bread that unites. And He's the bread that gives us everlasting life. Jesus said it Himself, I am the bread of life. Amen.